0: Welcome, friends, to Game Master's Studio, where we talk shop about running tabletop role-playing games. With us today is Jared and Ed, with your host, Jerry. Hello and welcome to Game Master
1: Studio, where we'll be talking tabletop role-playing game, tips and tricks that you can use to help bring your game at home up to the next level. Today, we're taking a little bit of a break from talking our heavy fantasy Dungeons & Dragons runs that we've been on, and we're going to be talking superheroes instead. We'll be discussing superpowers and designing your own kind of super world to see how it goes. We're going to be following the series for a little while. Before we get into it, let's take a roll call around the studio. My name is Jerry, aka Frieden, host, moderator, and hero of the hour. With me is Jared, aka DMF, proprietor of Mad Doc Designs, creator of the World of Wrath, semi professional DM, and hero of the future, and Ed. Ed Smash! Don't get Ed angry. You wouldn't like him when he's angry. Or hungry. So today we are talking superheroes, superpowers, we're going into the hero genre, we're spending a little time away from fantasy for a bit, taking a bit of a break from that, and we're actually starting with our discussion on superpowers in a superhero world or a superhero game, Um, how super are your characters, and how does that interact with others so let's start by talking about power sources there's a lot of different options if you read comic books if you watch movies you the the marvel cinematic universe superhero movies are huge right now and there's a lot of different options for where do these powers come from what's the source of them um and we kind of knocked it down into kind of three different realms um we're calling tech heroes magic heroes and then kind of a catch-all superpowers for people whose powers are a little more internalized right. so ed you've always uh you've always wanted to or You've always had a experience running. You've always you've always wanted to to run a lot of the superhero games. You know when we are between games, Ed's often like, "Let's do let's do this." I want to run a superheroes game. So do you want to kick us off talking on
2: uh, on on power sources? Yeah. Well, actually, to to backtrack a little bit. Truth be told, I'd prefer to play in more superhero games, but. You know that is what it is uh, yeah as far as the power sources go yeah we broke it down into the three tech magic and then su- uh, like superpowers you know in real quick you know uh, uh tech obviously would be characters that could range from like say batman who uses uh, a bunch of gizmos and then his just you know physical skills knowledge and intelligence to deal with heroes uh, uh, all the way up to uh iron man who uses advanced technology in the super suit
1: and even just full-up robotic characters
2: yeah and and in full-on robotic characters exactly um the these are characters that gain all of all or most of their special abilities through technological advancements and scientific breakthroughs uh and you can do it a few ways it can be either you know really sort of grounded in modern technology which is sort of the more the batman deal like everything he has could exist you know I mean i I've, I've had
1: people who specifically said after watching uh the first Iron Man film uh, I liked it because realistically I could see that happening yeah um even even as as kind of out there as it was yeah in in some places in some ways, yeah, you could see at least they tried to be logical with a lot of it.
2: Yeah, definitely. And then you also for tech, you have what you have. your like your high tech, your, you know, super gadgets and gizmos, like your energy weapons, you know, your, uh, um, your artificial intelligence, artificial intelligence, your shielding, you know, uh, all kinds of different things that you can use yeah. the, the Star Trek teleporters and replicators
1: and all the other stuff that yeah, exactly. ties in with. Uh...
2: So really, when you're thinking of, I want to make a tech based character. You can really think of any sort of superpower or ability that you want to duplicate and just create a device that does it. Maybe you want super strength. So you have, you know, a super body harness that, you know, uses uh, some sort of technological advancement to increase your strength, gravity wave manipulation. Yeah. Those sorts of things Uh, you could uh, you could, you could use the same, really the same thing for flight. Um, You know, uh, there's a lot of different ways to sort of explain superpowers through technology uh, but also it could just be as mundane as gadgets and gizmos or even in the case of the Punisher, just regular weapons. You know, and Technically, that's all tech, so his superpower is guns, <laughs> pretty much guns and a trigger guns and
1: a crapload of toughness. Actually, I think his superpower is that police are unable to figure out what he's doing somehow. Right. Um That's a completely different discussion, though. Um, And then we have magic. Magic is a huge source of heroes. And you're kind of also getting into Clark's law where any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic.
2: Sure. Yeah, you could do it in such a way where everything you're using is just so high tech that it appears magical. But in this in this scenario, we'll talk like magic, you know, like Doctor Strange or something along those lines where you actually have things that are using magical uh, abilities and or or creatures or or, or characters or whatnot, using their magical abilities to uh, manipulate the world around them, much like mages or sorcerers from even from fantasy settings.
1: And I think also with the with the the type genre. One of the big differences between uh, a technological source of ability and a magical source of ability is with a technological, they feel the need to explain and go into detail about how it's working. Right. I have super strength because I have a special body harness that uses gravity wave manipulation to augment my abilities and create these telekinetic fields that enable me to lift a battleship. And magic, they don't bother explaining it. Like, And I use a spell to lift the battleship.
2: Right, exactly. Because it's magic. Because it's magic. magic.
1: <laughs> because it's magic.
2: Exactly. Uh, that sort of harps on one of the one of the things that and I don't really understand anyone who can detract on, you know, Star Trek or whatnot, but a lot of people who do de- uh, detract on those uh, shows say, well, there's too much explanation of what's going on. Well, in a, case, in a, in a sense, they're true. They the, the show is literally trying to explain all these phenomenon to you. And that's a technological way of doing it. If you don't want to do that, just say, it's magic. Because that's really the simplest way anyone in the world has ever done it. And
1: there have been other instances on that where uh, it was the early flash comics were actually used as uh, a lot of science lessons. And what they do is things may appear magical, but the flash as a scientist understands how it works and goes through the mechanics and the physics of it Mm -hmm. and points out that, no, it's really just technology. And here's how we can, how we can handle that. Right. And nice little, uh, comic book history lesson there
2: and in some cases you can combine the two most systems will have some sort of technomancer or techno mage uh someone who uses technology and magic together that can be pretty fun for a uh, uh, a good example in the heroes or in a, a heroic universe marvel has uh, uh dr doom who uses technology and magic uh both to his disposal uh, with his uh, uh, advanced armor, his magical powers, and his uh, doom bots,
0: the Marvel Studios universe—the kind of like how they portray the Thor realm—you know, you know, yeah. you know it's kind of the combo of you know tech that's magic. True. Yeah, it's it's
1: that's the technology that's so advanced that it might as well be magic,
2: right? Like they they call it tech but they can't really explain why it's tech to us cuz we wouldn't yeah, get it. Yeah, they
0: call it tech but at the same time there's there's magic in, you know, in there, you know, the dude that's with the sword that can see through universes and Loki with illusions done. and yeah. yeah, it's
1: there. And then and then the third option we have is just kind of that catch-all the the just internalized superpowers. Yeah,
2: it's just superpowers. Um yeah.
1: You, I mean, that can be anything from from a mutation like the X Men mm-hmm. or you know genetic changes or something that's just they didn't even bother to explain it. Just it just is.
2: Yep, uh, it could be an alien life form who just has powers on this planet or just powers in general. Superman, yeah. Martian Manhunter.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. actually yeah, uh, that's actually a good point that I. As a, as a comics fan, I feel a lot of people miss is that they, they think of Superman as this, you know, enhanced human, but he's, <laughs> he's not. He, yeah, he's an alien, and he's having... a. Yeah. Uh, if you go into the actual details, he's having a strange reaction to the sun,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which causes him to gain all of these abilities. Yeah, his superpowers are a side effect.
2: <laughs> or in, in some interpretations, it's the atmosphere that does it. Or yes, a combination yes, of the two. Yeah.
1: There, there, there are... That's also one of the wonderful things with the precedent set by comic books is you can say something and then later on, if you need to change it, you just acknowledge that, no, what we did before was wrong. This is how it actually is. Right. Um, Retconning happens all the time and it's a useful tool. Just don't abuse it or you wind up with any comic book fan can give you plenty of awful, awful outcomes of retconning things over and over again.
2: Yep. Uh, but of course, you know, we're, we're on the uh, power source of just superpowers. It's just explained to be super in some ways you have sort of an explanation for it. Like with the Hulk, you know, Bruce Banner was bombarded by a ridiculous amount of gamma radiation, you know, in real life that would never, never happen. You'd be dead
1: in real life. He gets angry because he's dying.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's so mad because now he's going to die. Uh, but, you know, in the comics, it turns him to a, a massive Hulk whenever he gets mad, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, and, and that's an example of how you can sort of describe why they have their powers. But then you have uh, uh, a guy like uh, Shazam, who his powers are sort of mystically bestowed onto him. Yep. Um, so he has superpowers just through magical means. Uh, So there's all kinds of different ways to explain them, but basically your character can do something extraordinary that isn't uh, just magic or just technology. Something supernatural. Exactly. It's a supernatural
1: ability. And that, I think, is also important to designate because you as a GM, when you're running those games, can then have different advantages or disadvantages to certain things. Um, You could have an anti-magic field. Right. That now you need to know whose powers specifically are and aren't magical. Right. Or you could have, okay, the con- you could show that there's turmoil in the world and the connection to the planes of magic is growing stronger. And now the magical people's powers are going out of control. Um, or right. you could have a villain that controls technology or a villain that wants to experiment on people who have natural powers.
2: Right. Yeah. You have a, a technological controlling villain. Then Iron Man is screwed, but Thor doesn't care. You know, not really, Um, I guess, depending on your iteration, I guess we should back that up and Uh, say like Superman wouldn't care. No, 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 you know, um, those sorts of things. So there's definitely different ways to mess with it. Now, probably there should already also have been a fourth listing, which is just natural abilities. Right, the they the unpowered. Yeah, unpowered, just natural abilities. There's plenty of those guys. We actually mentioned one, the Punishers. Essentially, that he's just a really well trained guy, tough guy, uh, who's just really good with guns and in strategy and in planning. Batman sort of falls into that. Yeah, yeah, Batman sort of falls into but that. Batman, Batman is the uh, is
0: almost the iconic. Yeah. Um, well, he also kind of falls into tech because he's got a lot of gadgets
1: and doodads because he's Agreed. a billionaire. Yes, um, but he does. He he doesn't use the technology to give him powers, uh, especially not in the way when you're looking at characters like Iron Man um, or, and I'm trying to come, I I can only come up with like these really more obscure characters like Shade the Changing Man or... or Cyborg. um, Cyborg, yeah. Those are the characters that when when you say like a tech character, that's what I'm really thinking.
2: Right, yeah. Um, Characters
1: who are like robotic, advanced, high technology. Somebody who's got just good gear... I'm thinking they fall more into that unpowered and that's where I'm thinking That makes like, sense. Batman, Nightwing, or the whole Bat family really. Um
2: <laughs> Yeah, the whole Bat family, Punisher, uh you know, there's quite a few of them. Uh even in the Avengers, you have Hawkeye and you have uh um Nick Fury, uh, Black, Nick Fury, Fury Black Widow, well, Phil Coulson. Well. Well, though. No he's, no, he's no he's dead though. Or is he? Or isn't he? Or is he? <laughs> and actually he's a little bit of a tech hero now he's got the the hands. I had spoilers. Huh? Spoilers. It's like season 2 stuff. Spoilers, dude. You got to catch up. I do.
1: <laughs> um No, I I know a little bit, but anyway.
2: So those are those are sort of the four categories of how do characters in your world have their powers? So when you're creating a superhero game, you want to sort of go over that like so if you're making like villains and npcs for the players to interact with think about that when you're making your characters and of course when you're helping characters with character creation you want to say okay well what kind of characters are you interested in and if everyone's sort of interested in like no power to guys you know they want to play like really tough like soldiers or whatever you know who maybe take down low-powered superheroes great that's awesome you know give them a little bit of tech here and there so they can do it
1: wow i actually i kind of want to write down that concept now yeah. Non-powered who's have the job of taking out powered super yeah. super characters just just as a as a game to run. Yeah.
2: That's I, that's I, that's kind of a callback to Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. but okay. Well, it's turned into more than that a lot now, but
1: Well, I'm, I'm I was actually thinking a little bit more along um The Boys. Uh I think it's it's a, it's one of the smaller developers. I think it's like Vertigo or something. Um, oh, okay, but it it is I as I understand it, and I've, I've haven't gotten a chance to get my hands on a lot of it, but it's about a group of black ops government agents who have no powers, but their job is to take out rogue, super powered individuals.
2: That, yeah, that sounds That's definitely sounds cool.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, so, Sorry, we got a little sidetracked there.
2: Just a little bit, but that's
1: fine. This is what happens when comic book fans start talking. Um, I am also a comic book book fan. Um, Obviously, if you haven't gotten some of my references to some of these more obscure stuff, I also have my own world that I've started kind of planning out that I probably will never get to run a game in. But I would like to. Not with
2: an attitude like that. (laughs) But
1: there's also something that for the power sources that I think you need to keep in mind as a gm is availability in your world um like right. for example the world i've come up with magic exists but it's very very rare right there's only of the long list of of npcs there's only two or three who are actually like magic sourced yeah and i might have like one magic villain on my list
0: well even in like the the world of dc where they have magic it's still technically extremely rare i mean you're talking about six seven billion people on the planet and like two dozen people have magic <laughs> so, I mean, you have to think about your your definition of rare If you mean, like, super ultra rare is in the fact that even among superheroes Only one person has it You know, that's kind of a You know, that's just one of those things that comes to my mind Like, a lot of people don't think about that Like, okay, there's 7 billion people in the world And only, like, these 12 use
2: magic <laughs> DC,
1: DC has enough magic users That there's a running joke about how much Superman dislikes magic
2: yeah. yeah that's true i mean that they sort of had to because when they when they didn't define that he was invulnerable against magic and they yeah. sort of said well it's one of his crutches yeah then oh all of a sudden is you got to bring a bunch of people who have some sort of magic to mess with superman and it's something he has to overcome
1: but it's, it's also now become a running joke where like even he, magic heroes he's kind of like eh. that's funny yeah um so then this with the different you know rarities of the possibilities in there uh also ties into the other part that we wanted to talk to about when we were talking about power and that's balancing out your power levels that's right um yeah. so if you're gonna have a group of heroes that in the game that you're running because if we try to keep remembering that we're talking about running games uh um, right. you're gonna have characters at different power levels yeah like very likely or are you
2: and that's part of the question actually
1: yeah Do you want to have characters at different levels or are you going to try to keep them all balanced? Mm -hmm. Um, And if they're imbalanced, how do you make it so that that imbalance doesn't make the game no longer fun for characters who are off the power scale on one end or the other?
2: Right. Yeah. So there's so for the power levels, you should really consider, I'd say, three steps to the power levels. You've got the minor powered characters and your your non-powered characters are mostly going to fall into this. Your guys who maybe have, you know, a power or two and they're useful, but they're not overpowering. Like um, in a lot of your early X-Men stuff before everyone became, you know, had godlike powers, you know, like Cyclops could shoot, you know, energy beams out of his eyes. Angel, he can fly. Angel can fly. Beast is awkwardly athletic. You know, these were guys who had powers, but they weren't. Like groundbreaker powers that like some of them have become, you know, as the as the comics have advanced, you know, now Scott can blast a whole whole through the planet if he wants to. I don't remember that he had that power at the beginning of the X-Men, but maybe that's just me.
0: Well, they've also argued that mutant powers evolve with use and control and, you know, so, you know, you can take your power to the next level.
2: So that's that's what you sort of want to think for like minor powers. You know, basically your 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 non-powered characters or your characters with really low like superpower uh categories. Maybe they don't really there's not a lot that they can really do, but what they can do can be useful. That would be minor. Uh super powered individuals would be more along you know the lines of like your uh your Wolverines and your Spider-Mans, who are guys who are you know, they have powers that are actually pretty freaking impressive and for the most part would probably trounce anyone sort of in the minor yeah, and
1: interesting category. here to put into this category is I think this also includes characters like Captain America,
2: and Captain Batman. America. Um, yeah. these,
1: these are people who don't necessarily ba- have
2: ba- Batman is the exception to the rule, I think when you yes. when when you have the minor power, like you could argue Batman sort of belongs there because he's a human with gadgets and tech. But then when you have the super powered. You know, you could also argue that he's there because he can he can tussle with just about anybody because of how 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 good he is at what he does.
1: I just remember an issue of uh, Justice League where they've all all everyone but Batman has been captured. And the villain is go out, get him. He's just a man. And Superman looks up from his restraints. and goes, the most dangerous man
2: in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you'd want to put, you know, your sort of regular superpower characters into sort of that level you know they can do really impressive things on their own they can be uh um devastating to you know most non-powered characters or whatnot
1: advance the storyline
2: yeah that sort of thing they can pretty much do that sort of thing on their own a lot of solo style characters are going to be in in that category and then also you have your sort of your mega heroes who, and these are your more like godlike beings. This is where Superman would fall under Thor. Yeah. Thor. These, I mean, these are, your really, you know, the Hulk, these are your really, these are like your world breakers. You know, these are the guys who Jesus, you know, you need an army of superheroes to really take any of these guys down. Yeah. This is on a, then you might fail
1: on a, in a team setting. This is, these are often, these are the heavy hitters. These are the big guys. Yeah. Um, And it's not necessarily strength wise. Um, right, Phoenix, exactly from yeah. X Men. Not at all a yeah. physical character, but a a galactic level force. Yeah, user
2: definitely. I'd say early level Jean Grey was minor. Normal Jean Grey is probably in the super category, and then Phoenix is obviously mega category yeah. because of the stuff that she can do. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's just world changing. Uh, the uh, um, the thing about these different categories is what can they face and you know, we talk about D and D a lot. It usually gives you the different levels and sort of what they should be saving, like small communities and towns then cities and, and kingdoms right. at the different power levels. Well, it's sort of the same here. Like the minor characters are probably going to be facing a lot of like gangsters. If you look at the, the punisher movie with uh, uh, Thomas Jane as the punisher, and here's a really good example of a non-powered, you know, sort of minor level hero. And who's he taking out? He's taking out a gangster that killed his family. He's not going against other supers. He's not even going against anyone as good as he is. But he's going up against an army of, of gangsters, which is which is pretty interesting. If you have a group of them, you can have them basically doing the same thing, just a little bit more efficient. Right. You know, um, when you have you know groups of minor characters. Well, think about times when like maybe uh, the some of the the X Men at the the more powerful stage. When they get together, you know, Cyclops can blast through pretty much anything. Wolverine can take on pretty much anyone. You got Storm, Jesus Christ, you can control the entire battlefield. You know, when these guys get together, what are they taking on? Well, typically other supers. Yeah. You know, maybe they have to stop them from, you know, stealing the Wachamahoo so that it doesn't blow up the city. You know, and then when you have your mega powered characters, they're oftentimes facing things that affect the world or the galaxy at a whole.
1: Yeah. This is, you know, Galactus is coming to destroy the planet. The, the Lord of time is coming from the future to g- gather up challengers for his grand arena, you know, taking the greatest heroes of all time. Yeah. So you definitely have different scales that you're operating on. You right. need to be thinking about.
2: So it's important to decide whether or not you want your group To all be of the same category and then just sort of adjust from there, you know, um, or if mixed categories is okay, Uh, we've got a few examples of mixed categories. One is actually going to come from uh, from popular culture. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you think about that, you know, Buffy is sort of, uh, uh, you know, I'd put her in the superpower category. She had super strength, toughness, healing, that sort of thing. You know, and she could stake vampires pretty good, but she still needed a team to help her out or at least made it easier on her if they helped her out. And none of them had powers. I mean, Willow became a powerful mage towards the end, but mostly they didn't have superpowers. They they were just people who were helping her. And that's a good example of how the synergy works. But for that to work, you probably want, you know, a really good role playing group who can... Who and they don't care that at the end the you know one character is probably doing more action than the other or when you make encounters you have the obvious threat that the main character has to go after and then sort of the the backup threats that your other characters can tangle with you want to give them all something to do
1: which is which is actually something I, and I think we might have brought this up before when we were talking about uh, adding multiple levels to combat and stuff but the uh, final battle in the, uh, in the Avengers movie. Right. That's a case where you've got mixed characters at mixed power levels, but everybody has different jobs that play to their strengths. Right. So they can each actively contribute to the battle. Exactly. Um, even though that changes midway and widow kind of goes from being, you know, just fighting on the ground to really, she's the one trying to close the portal. Um, But everybody is out there doing something, contributing, helping, even though they're not on the same power level as each other all the time.
2: Right. Everyone has something to do, which in general is something you want for your games, any any style game that you run. But you also want to consider that in your superhero games.
1: And and for GM, it's, you know, it's very feasible to wind up having, you know, the the non-powered characters needs to get around the corner and runs into a group of looters. Well, this is something they can handle and it's something that may need to be addressed and also may be the fact of like, oh, well, I can stop and save civilians or I can go try to get to the bomb as quickly as possible. You know, which do I do as a hero, Um, which which adds conflict, even though it's not the well, if I fail, the whole city is destroyed. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you have your mega powered, you know, super villain then obviously your mega hero is probably going to have to be the one to tangle with them physically, but that doesn't mean that they don't also have minions on different power levels as well. Yep. Um, so if, if you just want a straight up brawl, then you can design it like that. Or like you said, Hey, someone has to disac- deactivate the bomb while Superman and Zod fight, you know, because Superman and Zod are going to fight. Someone else has to do that. And maybe you send Batman around to deactivate the bombs or, you know, the flash should do it because he's so fast or something along those lines.
1: And so just and as a last thought for all of this before we, uh, before we wrap it all up is as a GM, talk to your players as well. I think especially with the superheroes, because if you're running a superhero game, there's so many different levels you can hit. There's so many different genres you can incorporate. There's so many different options you can have. You really want to find out from your players, what are they looking for? You know, do they want to play, you know, crime busting? We're going... St- through the alleys fighting gangsters cleaning up the streets, or do they want to be hopping through time and taking out uh power mad despots that are looking to destroy the world? Mm-hmm. Um, do, are they going to be equally balanced? You know, does one person want to play, you know, gangbuster and the other person wants to play Superman. They're going to be, have to work together in order to make that balance out. And it's going to be your headache as the DM. So you should address that as early as possible. Agreed. But, and that always comes back to our, our old thing. Talk to your players, trust your players, work together, have fun. So we're going to wrap it up. We are still going to be talking uh, about superheroes for uh, at least a little while. We, we got on a bit of a kick and we figured there's a lot of good material here. And hopefully, you know, maybe you can also find stuff, if, even if you're not a superhero fan, that you can take back with you. Um, you know, even just like, well, looking at the power levels between rogues and wizards and what right. we were talking about here and how that can apply to a uh, to a non-superhero
0: game. Yeah, how to make groups work better together. I mean, that's one of the big things with super when you were doing superhero games is you're not only dealing with superheroes, but you're having to make them work together in a group like a JLA kind of situation. Yeah. And 99% of your fantasy games you're dealing with a party. So there's similar mechanics there, you know, group dynamics. But uh,
1: but we are going to wrap it up for now. Um, definitely give us feedback if you like. We are available on Facebook. You can find us like, comment, and subscribe. Send us information on Twitter. Twitter's handle is GMS Studios. We have message boards available that you can get in touch with us. And, of course, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Studio. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know any comments, tell stories. We love to just kind of hear what's going on with our fans. So, Please in touch and we are going to drop out for now but we will see you the next time we're back in the studio